everyone. Welcome to the Worship Artistry Podcast, video edition and audio edition part two. I'm Jason Hausma, and with me it's, I'm going to let you say it. I'm Christina Kislanka. Chris Kislanka. Kislanka. I always like to throw the Y in. Kislanka is what people say, but it's Kis, Kislanka. See, you a lot of times say things, <laughs> and it's one of those things where it's like, that's why I said it, and you're like, no, you didn't. It's like, the it's like slightest difference. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I'm not, I'm not very detail-oriented. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Well, uh, I want to hear some details from you, because last night, uh, you went to a, a concert. I for the did. First, for the first time since COVID. Yes. Right? So how, Which was wild. Yeah, I hadn't gone that? to a show since... Probably early 2019. I don't even remember what show that was, but I went to John Mayer. Ah, did you feel nostalgic for a time when you weren't alive with his new 80s sound? Yes, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's probably why I love his album, this new album, because I would, did not grow up on listening to 80s or 90s music at all. I've now been discovering it, but I did not grow up listening to it. So it was wonderful. And I went, it was a last minute decision and I decided to go and it was so fun. So good. Worth it. What, what, uh, yeah. What was it like being just in a large room, like a stadium size room yeah. full of people? I mean, so I feel like it's not that different because I'm in a congregation every week. Like where, just where stadium, there is just stadium just size stadium. congregation. No, I mean, my <laughs> church is only like 150 people, but like, so I'm surrounded by music and people singing often. Mm. So that wasn't different. But it was cool seeing just a show. Like, I hadn't seen a show, like, outside of someone just, like, playing music by themselves, you know? Yeah. Like, that was really cool. Yeah. I know. I saw... I've actually gotten to see a couple concerts. I saw I saw Wilco back in November, and that was... That was awesome. That was my first concert in like forever because it was just, it was being in that room full of people and everybody was just so happy to be there. They, you know, everyone's wearing masks and stuff, except for this one guy who just can't help it. He's just like <laughs> pulling off and just like belting all the songs out. I must release and, yes, my sounds. And, and you know, it's like everybody's just all in. They're just like, you do it, man. You deserve it. Like, it's working for you. Um, but uh, yeah, they were really great, and I recently saw Jason Isbell, which was fantastic. It made me feel like I have no idea how to play guitar, which is not good, because I'm a guitar teacher on Worship Artistry. Yeah, I mean, I left John Mayer. I mean, I've been telling you this, that I feel like I need to learn how to play guitar. I've been mm-hmm. wanting to learn how to play guitar for a very long time, and I know a <laughs> how, site that I can do it on. How could you possibly learn? <laughs> I play piano, just for the record, and I've played piano for a long time. But guitar has been on my list, and I have not gotten there and I know I should I just need to find the time but leaving the John Mayer concert I just felt so inspired to just I need to learn how to play guitar well you know if if you as a beginner want to learn something I mean John Mayer is the great is a great thing to learn because his stuff is just all super easy I was so mesmerized (laughs) the whole time I just kept staring and being like how is that possible yeah well when he plays that when he plays neon you know, I remember as a guitar teacher, I used to always have students bring in songs and they would, and I would just listen to them and then I teach it to them. I ended up making a whole website out of that and it ended up working out well. Um, <laughs> that song though, I was just like, how, like my, my ears are telling me what the notes are and everything, but I'm just like, I don't, I don't know how to do yeah. this. And I ended up, finally, I, I ended up, uh, I saw a video of it and I'm like, oh, because I don't have giant hands 
that can like reach my thumb over all these crazy notes yeah. and stuff. It's like, I just probably will never play I that saw song. him do that. And because I was sitting pretty far back, I didn't see every detail. And so when he was just solo on acoustic, like by himself, he was playing it. I swear, I thought that there was another acoustic somewhere on stage that was just not in the light. Like There was a guy. There was a guy under the stage just playing Maybe, away. you know, maybe. He's probably playing but with But it tracks. was just him. I had to take my phone and zoom in on the video just so I can see what was happening. And sure enough, it was just him just... Wait, hold on. So you were at the concert taking out your phone and zooming in. Like, you were treating your phone like binoculars? Yeah. <laughs> I was so far back, I, I couldn't see the details. I needed to just... And my... my I need to update my prescription. So maybe <laughs> that's say, it, too. That might be more of a glasses <laughs> thing. <laughs> no, but I had to... I definitely did that several times just to see the details. Awesome. Well, it, you, you showed us some amazing... Amazingly well done phone videos from the uh, second a, to last row. I'm a talent, a true talent. <laughs> I mean, I've always wanted to see what John Mayer looked like as an ant. Like, I've just, <laughs> always just wondered what it looks like when an ant plays an guitar. An ant in a white suit. <laughs> and sneakers. So, and yeah, sneakers. That's cool. There was actually a guy, it's funny that we're coming up on Easter, because at my church, every year there was this guy, my wife used to say, she's like, it's like the Beach Boys are leading worship. <laughs> and this guy, is like an older guy, he had kind of like white, gray hair, you know, but he was, he would, every Easter, he would wear like a full white suit Amazing. and white loafers, like, and just play his strat and just shred his, That's all incredible. his blues riffs on the strat. He was, it was like, this guy's straight out of Miami Vice. It just, he looks like he that belongs. That is who so, I aspire to be. Yeah. Well, his name is Jamie and he's an okay guy, I guess. You can, I'll, I'll introduce you. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we're going to introduce you to our guest today. We have Brett Yunker of passion, which, um, it's cool. This is actually the second time I entered, I, I've interviewed him. And mm-hmm. the first time he was in the car, in the rain, picking up his kids from school. So doing I, life. Yeah. Doing life. And, yeah. uh, and this one was a little different, which was really nice. It just, I was just, I, I found us having like really engaged conversation mm-hmm. and just was really enjoying what he was talking about. And we talked all about, you know, obviously passion's new record, but really got, went beyond that and talked about, you know, Passion ultimately is a movement that's built, you know, for 18 to 25 year olds. And we ended up talking about kind of what, you know, you're right in that zone, you Mm -hmm. know, kind of how, you know, how does the church need to move? How do we, how do we need to change? What, what needs to happen? And then also just the influence of COVID and all those things. Um, I I think you're really going to enjoy it. It's a great interview. So without further ado, Brett Yonker. Hello, Brett. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, hey, so good to be here. Oh, well, it's, uh, it's, it's a pleasure, man. We've, I've been listening to Burn Bright, which, mm-hmm. is, a, which is a great EP, and I, I, I have so many questions to ask you about this project, <laughs> but um, I thought I'd just start off and just kind of ask you, you know, every time we go through, you know, a new, anytime we're making a new album or a new project, you know, it's usually a representation of the season that we're in, you know, in yep. some level, and, uh, and it's been a very interesting season for a lot of us, so I'd, yeah. I'd love to just get a sense of where you were like where you were at and where you were coming from as you started working on this project. Yes. Well, uh, to take you all the way back to, um, kind of the middle of 2021 around May or June. Um, well, actually if I can, let me take you all the way back to passion 2020. I mean, it's kind of, we were just, (laughs) just talking before we started recording here, how it's kind of hard to remember, uh, (laughs) that, that life. But, um, we, you know, passion has existed to gather 18 to 25 year olds. And that's one of the things we've been doing for many, many years. 
And um, in 2020 was one of the most significant gatherings that we had had up to that point. It was in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It was over 60,000 18 to 25 year olds, and um, and it really was a, a, an amazing moment to ring in the new decade, really, and um, just gathered together worshiping Jesus. Well, you know, as we all know, three months later, <laughs> our everybody's life gets turned upside down, changes the world, is experiencing something that none of us have experienced in our lifetime. So. In 2021, we felt like at the beginning of 2021, we needed to have some type of conference, but obviously we couldn't be in a place like the Mercedes-Benz, so we did a virtual one. And even though, I mean, it didn't feel the same, it didn't have, you know, like, especially if you were, like, it was from our church when we were broadcasting, it was amazing. I mean, God allowed us to reach over 700,000 people through that broadcast, which is, like, kind of mind-blowing right. when you really think about it. I mean, that's like almost a million people. Um, and so if my math is right. And um, But so, you know, obviously not sure what the state of the world is. We, no one's making like long-term plans, this, that, the other. And um, But in the in May or June of 2021, uh, the all the NFL schedules got released and uh, there was this window and all the bowl games and there was this window where we could gather – um, for Passion 2022. And so our leadership team, um, Louis, Shelley, you know, they, they prayed and said, God, is this what you want us to do? You know, it's kind of hard. Again, it's just hard to even envision six months from now. And or, or like, what's the state of, of the world going to be in? And can we do that? Because, I mean, when we did it the first time, it was a lot of planning, a lot of, you know, to be able to get the people into that space. It, right. it it takes a lot of time and energy to do that, and um, and but we believe that was the the right step, and so we said yes as a movement to saying, hey, we feel like it's important to gather eighteen to twenty five year olds again, and to be actually physically in one location again, and so that kind of set us on this journey of okay, we're gonna have a gathering of. 18 to 25 year olds. And I worked some with a lot of the young adults at our church. And what I was really excited about coming into this gathering, this conference was this group of 18 to 25 year olds. It's the beginning. It's, uh, you know, of a new generation, a really a new wave. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm an older millennial, right? Mm -hmm. And so this is the beginning of that Gen Z wave. They're coming into adulthood. And so for me, I kind of even had that in my framework of we're really seeing like a new generation step into the who they're going to be and what their lives are going to be about. And um, not to mention that we've been spread out and isolated. And so um, through the fall, our, our, our worship leaders, you know, there's like me, Christian, Melody, Sean, Chittima, um, Crowder. Uh, our, our our whole kind of creative team, That that's what we started setting our sights on. So, okay, if we're going to get everybody in the same place, God, what are the songs that you want us to sing? And what what is it that you're doing and saying? And how can we help um, give a voice to what you're doing and what you're saying in this moment in time? And so long, long answer, a lot of backstory, but that's kind of like that. That was our mindset, it was particularly through the fall as we were getting ready um, in, and starting to write music for for this gathering. Wow. So. So did you take that into account in, in what way, or I should say, in what way did you take that into account? Right. Because you've just yeah. done an online thing. Like, did you think right. about writing differently, knowing that that was going to be the case Were you trying to think about how to communicate via internet? Cause now this one, you kind of combined everything, right? Cause you had people there right. and you also streamed 
You kind of did. We did stream too, right? That's so you right. kind of did both. So how did that affect the way that you? Yes. That you actually led worship. Yeah. Um, well, a lot of it, you know, we're really uh, fortunate that uh, Louis, our pastor, the leader of the Passion Movement, he he had a lot of vision, and our our like him and Shelley and um, all the the speakers, and there was a real common thread, and and if there was a um, a real vision of that that picture in Revelation that every nation, tribe, and tongue would be gathered around the throne, and that um, it, you know, in in some ways, um, you might have grown up in church and you might have had this like great commission uh, mindset of like, hey, one of the thing, one of the reasons why we exist as believers on the earth today, why the church exists is to take the message of the gospel. This is what you read about all through Acts. Like if you're if you're reading the book of Acts, you're you're you just watch it. When you when you see it, you can't unsee it. It's like you see this message of resurrection and forgiveness and reconciliation being proclaimed through hardship, through miracles, um, through, you know, and that's the you you start to see this thread of like Oh, well, the disciples went here, and then the message went there, and then the message went here, and the message was preached, and da-da-da-da-da. And so um, it wasn't just da-da-da-daing the spread of the gospel, but you get you know I, I, I understand what you're saying. We, you, you get what the what the saying. podcast is only so long. So. Exactly. It's a, it, but, it, but it really is a consistent message, and, and it really is—I mean, this the story of the church, and 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 we're in that story, and, and Louis had that vision for us, and so— um, for us, we, you know, we were carrying some of those things and, and even just some of those um, anchor messages of passion. So, mm -hmm. so Shine Like Stars would be a great example of a song that really came around that, like, that here am I, send me great mm -hmm. commission moment of like, Lord, I am, a, I, like Isaiah, I've seen you, I've experienced you, I've been touched by you. Now, you know, who will go for me? Who will take this message? Here am I, send mm -hmm. me, you know, and that heart of availability um, you know, or like the way Paul would write it, that we would shine like stars in the heavens. And, um, and, you know, then there are other songs like, um, beautiful Jesus is, is one that's on the record. And that to me is like one of those just anchor passion, you know, that Jesus, the glory and the fame of Jesus is again, one of those central themes through this, the Christian story, through our story that, you know, everything has exist. We exist for God, for Jesus, and and He's at the center of our lives. And really, even going back to that picture of Revelation, He's at the center of eternity. And I. So anyway, so all that to say is like that vision. I think was really, really clear as we were talking, as He was casting vision to us. Mm -hmm. And so as we gathered with songwriters and friends and um, some producers and. And, and we began to talk through these things. Um, those types of songs just started to rise to the top. Very cool. So, man, I have so many different questions I want to ask you. You got you. you you've done a <laughs> lot of meat it. and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, let's talk about that. Um, <laughs> so, I, OK, I want to I want to come back to the music side. But I actually wanted to ask you. So you're I mean, you guys are on the forefront of this thing. You've been doing this for a long time. Like you said, you've, you're really trying to focus on 18 to 25 year olds and we're seeing such a culture shift uh, away from the church, you know, like, and, and I think even, you know, from a, through, through the whole pandemic, we've run into that same thing and people, Oh, I can just watch it online. And you know, that's just, sure. that's a little easier. That's, you know, so how do you continue to share that message? Like, what is the thing, what are the things that you hold up and you say like, no, this is important. And how do yeah. you capture 
this generation that's used to, I'm going to sound like such an old man, but that's just used <laughs> to having everything like right on your phone. And the moment I want it, yeah. I get it. And, and the Christian life isn't always, isn't always as a immediately fulfilling, right? Like it's right. I mean, it is in like amazing ways, but it's, it's not cheap. And so right. how do you guys keep that in the forefront? Like, what do you, what do you, how do you call people to that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, one of the things for me that encourages me in these seasons is um, the church has weathered a, a lot. Like if you if you really look through the 2000 years of the church and really the longer than that of the people of God, you, you we've we've are our, our, as a people, we've weathered a lot in, in, in the world. You know, so that's that encourages me in these moments that are really hard, you know, and and and, and I think every generation sees some of that. Right. Like, I mean, for me and you, we're in the same same wave. And and 20 years ago, 15 years ago, people were saying the same thing. Right. And but there is a there is a real hunger, even in this generation. I think the one of the gifts of this generation that's coming up is is to see consistency between what's being said and what's being done. And 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 I believe Jesus meets us there, mm -hmm. you know, and it's not like uh, oh no, what's what's happening? But like Jesus goes, yeah, there's something about that for sure. Um, and then the enemy does try and twist that in, in people for sure. But I think there is a real hunger um, for for your life to count, for your life to matter. Mm -hmm. And um, and I, the you know to even talk about the way you know Jesus. Um, if you go back to like something like Matthew five, right? Matthew five, six, and seven on the Sermon on the Mount. You know, he's talking to a group of people who's politically charged. It's um, it, it th things aren't the way people want them to be. And he comes into that that moment and says, "There's actually a better way." And there's a I'm I'm introducing to you now a a new kind of kingdom. It's the kingdom of God. It's something that's already here because I'm here, because I'm the king, and the king brings the kingdom with him. You know, but he says, but it's also coming, and it's not fully here yet. And so we live in this like already not yet situation. And, but he, he goes on, you know, this is where you get, you know, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom. So even in the midst of this generation, you've got to get all the way to the end of yourself to realize I'm bankrupt in spirit. I have nothing and therefore I need God. And, um, and I, I think that's like, so even in this day, one of the things, even in the hardship of the last couple of years, I believe this generation's been given a great gift, especially if you are 18 to 25, because you've seen with your own eyes that the systems and structures of the world can very easily shake mm -hmm. and very easily crumble. And they, they're they broken, you know? And right. so to have that gift, to see that, to not be fooled by that, to say then there there has to be something else. There must be something uh, that's different, and then and it's in that moment that Jesus speaks. There's a there is there's a new kind of kingdom. There's a new way. Yeah, and that's 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 exactly the point, right? Like, it's it's funny. One of my pastors uh, recently, we were just talking about like, okay, like what we're in this time. Okay, we, we we have half our people are showing up online. We have all these things, and he's just like, you know, the mission's the same. You know, it's right. like this culture doesn't offer what Jesus offers. We call people to what Jesus right. offers. You know, and it's it's right. really powerful. So I want to, that's fantastic. Um, I want to go back to, I wanted to talk about the music side a little bit because, yeah, uh, you know, it's funny, you were talking like beautiful Jesus, you know, it's like, oh, that's just like a passion, like everything, 
but everything has like real different tones on this. You know, Shine Like Star, it's got some slide guitar. It's got a little country yeah. rock progression to it. Okay. Um, yeah, you, got, yeah. you got Beautiful Jesus, which I was like, I listened to that. I was like, this sounds like it could be a, straight off like an 80s movie soundtrack. Um, <laughs> kind of like, kind of reminded me of You Are the Lord a little bit. Uh, okay. When when yep. that one came out, we actually we did yep. a little mashup of that with the Karate Kid date scene, and it was like I remember it was that perfect. It just it was fit perfect. perfect. Uh, that spoke. <laughs> I mean, that speaks deep to my heart. You know? <laughs> hey, that movie still holds up. One hundred percent. You know what he's done has a little bit of gospel to it. Um, yep. Yeah. But it all still feels like it's you guys. It all still feels like you've pulled all these influences together. And so I was curious as to, you know, when you have a song. And it's just on a guitar or it's just on a piano. Yeah. How do you flesh that out into these different with these different influences? Where does that come from? Well, that's a great question. Um, well, you know, I think uh, I mean, just to speak to these songs, I think it's really been been fun. I mean, over the last couple of years, I think the space in in life, like we really haven't traveled nearly as much. And I know for me as a songwriter, I think it's helped me explore and even kind of find my like a deeper sense of like my voice in it mm -hmm. and when you're writing worship music here's the i really believe this it's that for me that's the artistry side of it mm -hmm. like the artistry side is like how are we are we creating songs like to me that's the the fun part is like do we do we all want to sing this together right. because the, there's this like powerful moment when you and me and our faith come together and we're singing and um but at the same time, God has like makes us all different and in individual tones. And, you know, like like Beautiful Jesus, I, I you know, I don't know. I haven't really talked to Chittam about this, but she's one of these like up and coming voices uh, in, in our world. And I love that song because there's this like soup, the way that melody hit me the very first time I heard it. She's this amazing singer. And that melody just like slammed me like in my heart when I first heard it because it, it just hit me so fresh. Mm -hmm. And you know, Christian, he does, he loves country music. And, you know, when you hear what he's done, I love that because is one of, he's been one of my best friends since we were 14 and I can hear, to me, I just hear the honesty in, in that. Like, that's what, if you like prick Christian, that's the kind of stuff that comes out of him. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, uh, and, you know, for me, I grew up really listening to the Beatles and things like that. And, you know, who knows, but it just, it's just, so those little like you know chord progressions with like a you know a flat seven it, like shine like stars like that in the slide guitar and like like all the all that stuff's kind of like it is the, all that music helped make who we are and right. so for us it's it's flowing that's what just kind of flows out so I think the space is it maybe has maybe allowed us some some time to kind of explore that um, in ways that may, maybe we haven't done before. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's kind of cool, but you're right. There is still like a unity to it all. And I think, um, and I, to me, I think that's awesome. I, I, I it, where it's not all sounding the exact same, but at the same time, uh, it's like, wow, this, this feels like it's part of the same family, but I can hear uniquenesses in right. it all too. And, and I, that, that's a, a big win in my, in my book. I, I agree. And it's, it's a, I think it's a big win even in just, uh, learning, and leading songs, you know, a lot of times with musicians, there's kind of that like, okay, well, I'll throw on my dotted eighth note delay on my guitar and I'll do the thing, you know, <laughs> right. and it's just kind of like, and having fresh sounds and continuing to develop those and change those, yeah. I just think it keeps it fresh for, for everyone who's playing it, you know, it just makes it, it makes it fun to learn. Um, for sure. 
So. We're, we're we're all we're doing that at our own church. So we're like, come on, we need we need a new a new progression or a new flow or a new sound. And I think I think the people, not just the musicians that are playing it, but I, I really feel like the last couple of years we've seen like the people are hungry for that kind of an you know just just some new you know colors to paint with. You know. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's awesome. It really came together great on the album. You guys Thank did you. some. Uh, you guys brought in. It sounds like you brought in a choir. To some of the yeah. to some of the music, how how was it? Is that is that the first time you guys have done that? Well, we started kind of adding more of that kind of choral, choiry, um, choral. That I felt funny <laughs> saying it that way, but um, but I mean it is. And kind of, um, we did a Christmas record uh, in 2020, and we we had that. That was like one of the things that was like the glue on all the songs, you know, there's like a few elements that kind of like were on each and every song. And that was one of them. And then I even think with songs like you are the Lord, it kind of lent itself to that, to that thing. And I think we've just really loved hearing that because we've loved hearing like the width of all the singing mm -hmm. in that. So I think, you know, that's just something where we're, we really like right now. Yeah. So, so yeah. How, so how does that like change? So I was look, I was looking at some videos of you guys practicing, kind of doing some yep. practice rehearsals, right? And it's like you guys are playing in the middle, and all these people, you know, surrounding the group, and and uh, yeah. A, how does that change the energy for you guys? And mm -hmm. B, what kind of challenges does that bring up when you're incorporating a lot more people into it versus hey, we've got our band. We all know what right. we're going to do. How does, how does yep. that change the dynamic? Yeah. Well, I think the energy thing, it just brings so much life and energy to, to it. Like, and that's kind of the point, right? Mm -hmm. Like all the music, uh, the songs, it's again, it's not just a, a cool expression of a band playing. It's, it's going this, we're here to serve a moment where people are coming together to sing and that can happen in so many different ways and styles and varieties and this, that, the other, but that's our, that's our goal, mm -hmm. you know, like that's our purpose. Um, you know, on the process side of things, I mean, we, it's usually something that, uh, you know, it just depends on what part of the process that gets brought into, you know, again, not just to reference you are the Lord. One of the ways is we really wanted that, that's that vocal sound to be the primary thing. And mm -hmm. so we kind of, we actually recorded that first and then we built the parts around that. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we'll build out the band and get the band sounding really, really great. And then we'll then we'll bring in people and be like, all right, now let's all sing along. And 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 then it. What's cool about that sometimes is it takes this thing that already is sounding really cool, and then it's like just comes to life because it's like it just you just hear all these people singing like right at once. And um, so that's not we don't have like a a science or a system, but, you know, but I think hearing other people sing, I think inspires even the worship leader that's leading because mm -hmm. it allows them some freedom to even get off of the melody and, and move around a little bit. But then I think it also inspires the people, the people at church, because it's like, I can, I can find my home for my voice in in the midst of all right. of that. Yeah. Well, and it's, it was cool watching the video because I mean, the, the expression of joy yeah. in the process was just really cool. You know, I think a lot of times, uh, I think historically, you know, you get, you get some guys leading worship and it's, you know, it's in your, your local church. Right. And it's, for me, it was hiding behind the plant. 
you know, there was like a plant <laughs> there and I just kind of like scoot a little bit to the side and be like, all right, nobody look at me, you know, yep. and we, and we struggle with that idea sometimes of, of, you know, we, you, I put in air quotes like performing, right. You know, it's just kind of right. like, oh, well, we're not performing. We're just, and it's like, no, but like we're engaging wholeheartedly in what we're doing. Totally. And when we see, and when we musicians are really engaging wholeheartedly in what we're doing, when we're doing, whether it's playing guitar or whether it's singing or whatever, and we're all, instead of being locked onto our instrument and like, right. I got to play this part and I better follow the chord chart and actually engaged with everyone around us. Like that's when music happens. Yeah. Right? In, just a, in just a way. And it's incredibly enticing. And it's like, I just want to be a part of that. You know, like I yes. just, yes, I want that look, that looks amazing. I wish I was there. Right. <laughs> and so right. I think it's, I, get, I think it's something that a lot of times get lost. Like we don't focus on that em enough. And it's, it's just really beautiful to watch you guys do it. It felt really natural. And it was like, Oh, that looks like a blast. That looks a good, good time. <laughs> it was, it was a fun time. <laughs> so, um, so where are you guys now? Like, you know, you, so do, I always wonder, you know, you guys always kind of come out with a record around this time, you know, mm -hmm. and is it kind of like, we're all leading up to this thing and then like, oh my gosh, I need to take a break and like reset. And then we, is there a rhythm to it or is it, are you kind of already like, I, I'm on to the next record. I already know what's going to happen on that one. What, what's, <laughs> what's next for you guys? No, I definitely don't know that, <laughs> but, um, I mean, I, I think we are, yes. I mean, we've, um, it is a lot just to kind of like ramp up and to rise up into something like passion. And, um, and I think right now, definitely our team is just kind of in it. Like, let's, let's inhale again. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like we just, we just did something really significant and we were part of something really significant and, and, I think we need to allow God to work in us, you know, and I mean, um, and then from a, a songwriting point of view, yeah, I mean, I, I think for me, um, I always, I do kind of have like a burst usually like right after something, um, just because I think I was, I get so fo like for me, I get very focused on, you know, like this moment, these songs, um, uh, and, and, and it's that way for like a couple weeks or like a month leading up to it, that then it allows me, I can, I can kind of go exploring again. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so, but it's not necessarily for the sake of a project or an album. It's just more so of like, I need to, that's part of my like inhaling again, you right. know, is just to go explore and to, um, and to be with God and to pursue him and to connect with him not necessarily for the sake of like even a song or another project or this, that, the other. But, you know, I think, you know, for a lot of us and a lot of our songwriters, there is a very regular rhythm of, of writing. And then, uh, you know, whatever the next, you know, big step that we might take as a movement or even as a church, um, you know, we'll do that. But in the meantime, we're going to carry these, um, these songs, you know, I think, especially I'm really grateful for what he's done. I think Christian bringing that with Tasha and Anna and Jacob Suter is another songwriter on that song. And, um, uh, I'm pumped because I feel like that's like the best Easter song, like ever, you know, good Friday Easter thing. And, 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 and so like, I, even now, like for us, we're kind of like dreaming about that. Okay. Hey, that song really served a moment at passion, but also it's, you know, we're about to step into Easter and, uh, and all of that. So, um, to answer your question, it is, it's kind of the regular rhythm of church and getting, you know, doing that, carrying what God's put in our hands right now is like some of this 
you know, there will be a record that comes out, a live record from the conference. And so uh, that's always exciting uh, to, to hear and to hear everybody singing. Um, and then, yeah, we'll just kind of keep walking with Jesus and, and figuring out what is the next what is the next step and what, you know, and I'm sure God will give us what we need when we need it. You know, that's, that's what he does. That's what I think. It's yep. it's one of those things I, I I'm always encouraging worship pastors just how important that like you're talking like that exploring and that taking time to inhale and breathing. Cause it's so easy to get in the rhythm, especially when you don't have, you know, like you guys have it on such a big scale. Right. But like for a lot of worship pastors, it's every Sunday. All right. I just right. got to get through Sunday and then I'm going to crash totally. on Monday. And that, right? that comes really fast right? every week. Right. right. And, and so, but how important it is to be in that space where it's like, okay, how am I going to like, part of my job is to inhale. Part of yeah. my job is to wait on God and like speak to us and let like, what does he want to say to our community? What does he want to say to me? And so yep. I think it's awesome that you guys take the time to do that, even with such a, such a big rhythm going on. So last question for you. I always love yeah. to find this is, you know, we got a lot of musicians that listen to this. When you make a record, there's always these few moments that you just, I mean, I love that guitar riff. Oh, I love that melody, that vocal melody. I love that certain things. What are, what are a couple of your musical highlights? on this record? Ooh. I mean, so many, uh, <laughs> I'll just run through a bunch of them really fast. Yeah, go for I, it. Like I said, beautiful Jesus. I think the melody of that chorus is so fresh and Chittima is amazing. Um, on what he's done, um, the flow on the live version from passion. There's already a video out on YouTube. You can see that, watch it, but on the, the way, uh, Tasha just flows and, and Christian and Anna go like, it's just, it's so powerful what they're singing about. Like, I'll never forget what he's done. Um, I love, like you were talking about earlier, the slide guitar stuff on uh, shine like stars. Like it just feels so good. Um, <laughs> um, but then also too, I mean, there's some, uh, just other great moments. I don't want to give them all away, but, um, you can just be on the lookout for them with Sean Curran and Crowder and, um, and you know, some other of the artists that were there at passion. And so the record really does feel like, uh, like a really great representation of, of all that God did at the conference. Oh, the other little thing is like you really, when any moment, like there's a moment in shine like stars where it goes into a big drum chorus mm -hmm. and it's just people singing with the drums and it actually sounds exactly like it would in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Like cool. it's not just like a random gang kind of a thing. Right. It's like it sounds like 50,000 people in a ginormous room singing out going, I'm going to burn bright for you, Jesus. So like it's so but like the 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 way our, our audio guys, the engineers, the production on it, they just they got it. And it sounds it, it's pretty cool. Sounds like it sounds like a headphone moment. Give, for sure, give, for give sure. Give that a shot for sure. Headphone, well, turn, turn it up. Just turn it up. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you guys definitely turned it up as you always do, and we're you know super grateful that you were able to make the time to to come hang out with us, and always look forward to what you guys are going to do next. And uh, I'm looking forward to teaching these songs. That slide guitar might give me a fit, but I'll get it done. Get it. Get it. Just try your best. Try your best. Give Brian a call. Give Brian a call. <laughs> That'd be great. But thank you, Jason. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, Brett. So one of my favorite parts of that interview was where he's talking about um, about how being being at home, like being in the pandemic time, uh, how it really 
it kind of drew a lot of the like the different musical flavors out mm-hmm. of things. I thought that was really interesting because I've seen it for myself. Like mm-hmm. I think, you know, having um having to do video worship from my house, I'll tell you one thing, it it really helped me kind of discover my voice and kind of like critique it a mm-hmm. lot more because I wasn't yeah. just able to just sing in front of a crowd and have all this reverb and everything. Instead it was like, oh no, oh I don't sing that word very well, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I need to take the edge off that or I need to kind of soften this or why am I so forceful in that note, you know. Um, you don't want to just always critique the heck out of yourself. But um, but I found all these like stylistic things and like was able to bring in things that, that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Did you find a, a similar thing? I mean, or was it just all John Mayer? <laughs> Only John Mayer ever. <laughs> no, I like thinking back... I, well, I released, um, one song that I wrote over the pandemic Mm -hmm. and in the process of doing that, I did it by myself, you know, in my room, just playing and and writing and recording it all by myself. But in the process of doing that, I did spend a ton of time just gathering inspiration Mm -hmm. of who I was listening to, what they did in their recordings and how I wanted to like emulate that or what I wanted my sound mm-hmm. to even be. Right. Cause I had never thought about that before. I had been writing songs before the pandemic, but I'd never actually had the time to sit down and start recording it. So it was so cool to just to have that time to really dive in the amount of time I spent on Spotify. <laughs> oh my goodness. Dividing up all my playlists and categorizing them and creating my inspo playlist and everything. <laughs> There was a lot of time, but, uh, not a plug for Spotify, but it is pretty great. <laughs> but I, yeah. So I definitely found myself just diving in to yeah. n- new inspirations. Yeah. What were some of the things that, that stuck out to you? What were the, some of the things that you did try and pull in? Um, I don't, you know, I just spent a lot more time focused on how a song was actually produced. Mm-hmm. Like I had not thought about that before. Like I would listen to the song and I would pay attention to lyrics and you know, the, like the emotion that it would stir up in me, but I didn't pay attention to, um, what they did in the intro. If there was a hook from the guitar mm-hmm. or the piano or any of that. And I had to think about those sorts of things, even though I only had piano and, you know, different synths and stuff that I could record with. Cause I don't play guitar, which that will change eventually. I guess we'll have you the progress some, you, you on this podcast. You actually know some musicians that could probably help with that, maybe. Just a few. Maybe. Just a few. I don't know. They're not very um, good, though. <laughs> so I had to just take what I was listening to in terms of like the different hooks and be thinking about how can I uh, use my voice for some mm-hmm. of that and how can I can use uh, just different parts in the piano to yeah. do the same. Yeah, I think... Whether or not you're you're serious about recording, or whether you you know you just kind of do it for you play for fun or whatever, I don't think there's a more valuable tool besides worshipartistry.com <laughs> <laughs> that uh, nice that you know, like that the um, that will actually help you improve as a musician because yeah. it really does force you to a hear everything that's that's wrong you mm-hmm. know and also kind of go like oh actually that's not as bad as I thought it was mm-hmm. you know we, you know we've talked before about. You know, I'm not a natural singer. I have to work to sing. You know, when you sing, it sounds like you just like were born doing it and it's it's very natural and, and everything. And so I have to do a lot of work for it. But but it is in the recording and listening that you kind of yeah. start going, okay, I kind of naturally, you know, find those things. And same thing with production. You know, we've been working on uh, doing some, some like original, some worship artistry versions of some older songs mm-hmm. that are kind of more updated. Which I'm really excited for. Yeah. And they sang, and you're actually lead singing on the first one, which is especially exciting. exciting. Um, and that'll be, that'll be coming out soon. But uh, it, it was amazing, like thinking about it and going, you know, I really, 
I want this to sound more like the kind of music that I just listen to normally that I, that mm-hmm. I really enjoy rather than trying to make it sound like, like fit the quote unquote worship genre. Yeah. And it's still very much a worship song. Uh, it's still, it's still easily done with mm-hmm. a full band. I always find whenever I record anything, like I am built for the five piece band. Because I will record a billion things mm-hmm. on there. And then when I finally strip them all away and go, well, this is what I want. It's like... Just the five-piece band. One electric guitar, yeah. one acoustic guitar, <laughs> piano, drums, and That's all and that's money. needed, you know, like, the basics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's But it really, when you do that, you have to think about every part. Like mm-hmm. the acoustic guitar isn't just a thing in the background strumming. It's like, no, this is actually... This is part of, this is one of the hooks yeah. and this is one of the hooks and this is one of But when yep. you do that, it comes together and it's, it's so fa- satisfying. So yeah. I feel like it's been a learning process in, in that whole thing too. Yeah. Once again, we have some pretty awesome musicians that can, that help us out with that, which is pretty rad. Very excited about it. Yes. And uh, the other thing we're really excited about is you coming and checking out Worship Artistry at worshipartistry.com. You can learn oh, now over 600 songs, mm-hmm. uh, worship songs as they're done on the record. And really our hope is always that you take those, you kind of get a sense of what you don't know, kind of get that mastery and then take it and make it your own. And you can do it and your whole team can do it. And anybody can try it for free right now. 21 day free trial. Yep. Go check it out. Worshiprc.com. We would also love it. Like if you would, let me, let me say this. We would love it. If you would go review our podcast because that makes a difference. It helps us get more exposure. And I know there are a lot more people that listen than that review. Only five stars. If you got something bad to say, <laughs> I don't want to hear from you. I'll be, on, I'll be honest. I got other things to do. Haters going to hate. <laughs> like, Haters going to hate. Haters going to hate. But, uh, but at the same time, we want, we want the lovers to show up. Yeah. And share definitely on your socials. Share this video yeah, with do, people. Yeah. Tell people about it. I'm terrible at actually being like, oh, you should share this with somebody. So we hope that you do. Um, Christina, I'll see you next time. Yes. Goodbye. <laughs>